I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Ask for others in yourself. Asking is a part of our prayer life that most of us, even those who don't believe, feel most comfortable with. We don't mind praying for others or even ourselves, and the beautiful thing is, our Father wants us to ask. Write out Matthew 7, 7 7-8, and verse 11. I'm going to read it for you. Matthew 7, 7 7-8, and verse 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For whoever asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I'm a total word nerd. Not in the grammar sense, because I don't even know the difference between a comma and a semicolon. Not even in the big word kind of way, because who really talks like that? but I love the meaning of words. I love that a single word can really mean 10 different things. Definitions are so fun for me. My college Sunday school teacher was super into studying Greek words and it changed the way I studied the Bible. It was like finding a trap door leading to secret passages in a room you already loved. The very first word I ever looked up was the word ask in Matthew 7, 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 that we just read. I love to use the Zodiades Complete Word Study Dictionary alongside an exhaustive concordance, but you can also go to BibleStudyTools.com to look up word meanings for free. There they define ask as A-I-T-E-O, to ask, beg, call for, crave, desire, and require. Once I understood that asking God for others and for myself is nothing like sitting on Santa's lap the way I prayed, the way I prayed began to change. Write your own definition for the words that define the word ask. Define beg. Define call for. Define crave. Define desire. 
defined require. When we come to God begging him to blink, calling for him to blink, craving that he would blink, desiring that he would blink, and requiring that he would blink, it changes everything. No longer are we muttering off our wish list, but we are bringing all our hope to the giver of all good things, James 1.17. Now read Luke 8.40-56 and write what you learn about asking God. Luke 8.40-56 Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out for me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. And when he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat, and her parents were astonished. But he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. This story involves several people, but specifically two. A man with a dying 12-year-old daughter and a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. They exemplify the honest process of praying. We desire for God to work. We aren't sure how to come to Him. We have faith. We lose faith. We feel like a burden. We choose to be bold anyway, and so on. I hope you feel freedom to just come to Jesus. There isn't one right way. Question. Do you struggle to ask Jesus for things? Why or why not? Your father wants you to come to him. He longs for you to come to him. Question. What do you want, ask, beg, call for, crave, desire, or require of your father today? Obviously, God's will and way will be done. We see that. Oftentimes, this isn't the same as our way, Isaiah 55, 8-9. We pray your will be done, but we don't let that hinder our faith that he can do it. The woman has struggled with this sickness for 12 years. 12 years. How old were you 12 years ago? What was your life like then? Question. Is there something you have been praying for a long time? She hadn't lost hope. You know she had tried everything at this point. 
the kind of faith to believe that simply touching Jesus's garment would heal her is amazing, especially after 12 years of struggling through this. For 12 years, she had longed for healing. When we know the story of healing, so sometimes that is all we remember about her. What we forget is that for 12 years, she didn't get her way. She didn't get the miracle. She got the waiting. Question, when God answers our prayers differently than we want, does it change his goodness? Then we have the father who didn't want to inconvenience Jesus once his daughter was declared dead. Hope was gone. Question, do you feel hopeless about anything you've been praying about? How has this changed what you believe about your situation or the goodness of God? Write out Luke 8, 54-55. Luke 8, 54-55. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned and at once she stood up. And then Jesus told them to get her something to eat. Our God is able to do what seems impossible. His timing rarely matches up with our own with our own. His goodness is for you. His power is unlimited. He can do anything. Ask him. Watch and see. He says in Matthew 17:20 that all we need is faith like a mustard seed and we can move mountains. Bring your faith to him and ask. As we wrap up, what should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today? James 1.22. And who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? And who should you share this with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.